0: Did you know that what an audience senses about a character's thoughts can be completely different depending on how the film editor uses a certain Russian filmmaker's technique? No? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2127, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be doing a deep dive into the single most important concept in editing, if not the filmmaking itself. When they answer the commonly asked question, how does editing affect the storytelling process? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast.
1: Well, hello, and thanks for joining us again for this week's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, number 2127. In today's podcast, we'll be answering the question, how does editing affect the storytelling process? If you're new to the podcast, we'd like to welcome you. And if you're returning, it's great to see you again. Uh, Thanks for being here. Uh, We received this excellent question on our Ask Us Anything page, uh, and it was submitted by Tanya H. from Los Angeles, California. Thanks for asking that question, Tanya. I'm Bill Johnson, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Sean Johnson, the other. And together, we're the CG Bros. By the end of this podcast uh,
2: today, you'll know how editing affects the storytelling process. Um, You'll learn what a video film editor is and uh, some background on the art of editing. We'll also be discuss- discussing some techniques that editors use in order to bring their skills to bear on helping to craft the vision of the director, which is an editor's main job. Uh, we'll even show you a simple example or two um, that will illustrate one of the main principles in editing called the Kuleshov effect as it relates to effective storytelling. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, Bill, uh, what is it sounds it sounds like a basic thing, right? Hey, film editing, video editing. What is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Film editing is, is, has been called the invisible art, um, and it, there's a good reason for that. Uh, basically, uh, the, well, editing is, is putting together um, images. They, it, it, their job is to really splice footage together to create a story. That's the, you know, at its base, basic level. Um, you know the, the directors and the actors provide, uh, put together footage, and the editor takes that footage and cuts it together uh, into what you see as a film um you mean it doesn't come together just by itself no it's amazing thing no and uh it's not shot in order either that's another uh, interesting thing um but no basically it's it's uh, you know editing is part of post-production um and it's everything that goes actually you know after the actual film uh, shooting of the film stops so uh that's that's pretty much where um you know, film editing picks up, uh, you know, uh, post-production includes other things like sound editing and mixing and adding of computer generated effects and, and, you know, creation of soundtracks and stuff like that. But, but basically what film, what an editor's job is, is to join together the various shots into scenes and put those scenes into a finished movie. Uh, you know, they work closely with directors of the film so that, you know, they can realize the, the vision of the director, um, and, and and to really make everyone else's performances shine it's it's, it's the editor's job it can't be understated um, um.
2: yes, and uh you know it's funny uh, um, <coughs> Francis Ford Coppola once said, the essence of cinema is editing it's the combination of what can be extraordinary images of people during emotional moments or images in general sense, but put together it's a kind of alchemy um I don't, I never really, I mean, other than using Premiere, I guess, as a, uh, you know, learning how to do little, you know, 2D uh, animations and then um, using video together and editing in in Premiere, uh, trying to make a little movie. um, I don't really do a lot of editing on a day-to-day basis because I'm doing more animation stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of, um, there's. I have so much respect for editors um, out there. Uh, It's, 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 um, it it blows my mind how much they actually need to know.
1: You know, it's, it's, exactly. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's obviously true that, you know, the actors and the cinematographers, they play the main role in producing the actual footage, but it's, it's what happens to that footage afterwards that that's the real magic, I think. And that's where the editors come in.
2: Yes. I mean, they have to, they have to deal with sound um, and then all of the, you know, Going to, going to I guess uh, film school. Um, you you I mean obviously you love you love film in order to go to film school because um, you want to you want to do it for a living. And it, it to me that the the film editor um, can make or break a movie based on how yeah. you know with the pacing and you know all the things that they have to take into consideration. Um, you know, like you said earlier, you know they shoot they shoot you know for like a typical movie of an hour and a half. Uh, A major film, Um, you know, you're shooting probably hundreds of hours or, or, you know, hours and hours and hours, way above an hour and a half, and you're just trying to put those things together and a lot of times um, they're putting together things that they didn't necessarily, they actually threw it in the trash, they're not really going to use that they set it aside. Mm-hmm. And then later on when they're going to video editing or when they're editing these these things down, they go back and go, Oh yeah, let's pull this back out of the trash can and use this shot and then grab something from over there and make it because it that's kind of how it pieces it's pieced together because a lot of times, you know, when they're when they're shooting the movies and the directors there, they want it, they they have all this background info or or um you know story elements about particular characters that they wanted to get across to the the viewer and right, your right. backstory and a lot of times there's just not an either enough time or it just takes it away from the pacing of the movie
1: yeah you know that uh, the, you, you've heard the expression you know the, oh it ended up on the cutting room floor well that that's because the editors cut it up and that that's, that comes from the editing that's editing jargon you know where the editors go through and they cut out unnecessary or are things that don't really Act to further the story along. There, it's their job to kind of trim it up and to put them in order and make them have the most impact uh, that they can, uh, as as far as expressing the director's vision of the film. Right. I
2: mean, they uh, could have bad camera angles they shot. I mean, even even the people that are doing a lot of the camera work, they're not necessarily having perfect shots every time. So a lot of the exactly, times they'll have exactly. to re- sometimes they'll have to
1: reshoot things too. Um, so. Uh, yeah, i I'm with you I think editing is is the most important thing in the entire filmmaking process i mean because it's it's actually w- what results in the end ending end story that you see uh, on the screen right it, it can you know compliment
2: you know, the editor you know if to, to be successful you you know com- it has to complement the story you know it adds emotions and strengthens um you know certain moments brings rhythm like I said earlier um you know it helps viewers perceive mm-hmm. some actions on the screen because a lot of times I mean, I've I've seen videos or films where, you know, there's a, a, a an uncomfortably long shot where they're staring at something or it's or they're looking at the two characters and you're sitting. And what what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. And 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 it may be by design that they did that on purpose. Yeah, it builds um, tension. Yeah, um, god, the, there's a movie called The Driver. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. No, and I've heard about it though. Yeah, there's there's a scene in there where. And um, well, we'll talk about this. Extra, you know some of the techniques in in editing videos and films, where they've got um, uh, a shot of them two got two characters in the. At the end of the movie, oh, shoot! I'm gonna probably blow it for somebody who hasn't seen the movie. I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna tell it to <laughs> no, you. I, yeah, no I'm, spoiler alert. You know, I'm not word. gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm sorry. Let's let's, let's move on. To All something. right.
1: Well, you know, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, as Americans, we think, oh, we're the king of the film industry, and and we we actually are. Uh, but it wasn't always that way. I mean, in Amer- and you know, filmmaking in itself is really kind of a a young art form. I mean, it's just just over 100 years old. Um, and most Americans don't know that it's it's uh, you know the Russians in the early 1900s that were really uh, uh, influential in in shaping how how cinema and film as we know it today uh, was really developed. I mean they they saw film as a very powerful tool of social transformation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, and the funny thing was they they found it was inherently political and and it was linked to um, you know. Uh, ext- uh, an inextrable what do you say Inextrably, yeah inseparably nice. anyway from the filmmaker's worldview and um you know kuleshov was uh, was uh, one of the pioneers um of of the filmmaking technique uh today called the kuleshov and as a matter of fact it's named after him called the kuleshov effect but it's basically um you know a technique of of uh, you know creating a montage uh uh you know, cutting films in a montage type of way. Sergei Einstein, uh, uh, Eisenstein, also, um, was a pioneer in, in creating film. He he uh, he basically believed that uh, all essential, uh, or at least the most essentially, part of any film was was the element of, of conflict, and uh, he 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 was a big uh, proponent of the. Uh, cool shot effect as well as basically a dialectic montage something that says basically a sequence of shots can have more you know meaning than the sum of its individual parts and um is is that like is that like the carbonaro effect uh (laughs) it's very similar very similar i mean there's and and there's other russians as well uh was uh uh, zika uh, vertov uh he created uh you know films that had had a corrupting influence. And uh, he was an early exper- experimenter in the realm of documentary. And, and it's really interesting that, you know, uh, people don't understand that the news we get today is is kind of designed in the same way. It's, it's, it's kind of put together in a montage that is meant to, uh, you know, elicit certain uh, responses from us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's it was initially, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And it was used for propaganda and, and Hitler certainly yeah. understood the power of filmmaking uh, yeah, and cinema as sure. well, um, mm-hmm. as a means of just, just delivering high levels of effective propaganda. So, um, you know, the history of filmmaking as as, as an art form it, it has really come a long way. But, you know, initially it was used for uh, primarily for propaganda purposes. That's interesting. You said that I didn't I didn't even
2: know that. Um, well, what about some of the techniques you want to get into some of the techniques um, about sure. some things? Um, well, you know, go ahead. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say if you want um uh, I know you're gonna show us something soon. I just didn't know uh when you're gonna when you're gonna do that. So let me go ahead and some of the some of the things that I found real interesting in in editing that that I wasn't aware of is uh and what they exactly were called were like jump cuts, um, where you cut the film, um, you know, which is a single basically a, a continuous con- continuous sequ- sequential shot. That's easy for you to say, uh, of a sub a subject broken into two parts um with a piece of the footage being removed in order to render the effect of jumping forward in time like for example if you're running down a long set of stairs and you don't want to necessarily show them running down you know 200 steps you kind of do a jump cut and uh hopefully you've done it in such a way that it, it you don't you, it's not jarring but uh, mm-hmm. there's jump cuts that are used and a lot of times filmmakers don't like jump cuts because it's seen as a as violation violating the uh, continuity editing and uh
1: so, so, these are techniques that are used to go from, from scene to scene or, or, or shot to shot, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. exactly. Continuity, editing, transitions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Transitions. You're right. And it's, it's, um, it, it's, uh, it, they're really interesting um, things that uh, techniques that they use. There's also smash cuts, which uh, I never didn't even understand. But those are like if you see a murder scene, for example, where a killer brings a knife and he's plunging it into the victim. And then just before the blade uh, pierces the skin, uh, the scene is suddenly replaced with a nonviolent use of um, like cutting vegetables or something on there. You've, you've probably seen that in there or um, smash cuts are used a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. When uh, a character wakes from a nightmare to simulate the jarring nature of that experience. So you'll see a yeah, lot of those yeah. things. And then there's a funny uh, one that I didn't know. It's called it, I guess in the USA, it's called the, the Gilligan cut. Um, have you heard of
1: that one? <laughs> no, no. Is it like well, I know there's you know crossfades, uh, you know that that kind of show that time has passed. You know that you know some 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 sequence of time, some some span of time has passed in between the shots when you when you do cross you know do a crossfade. But yeah, I've
2: never heard I've never heard of the Gilligan. Yeah, the Gilligans. Uh, they they call it that because it's for uh, comedy. Usually they use it like for example, uh, humorous effect. If you're if you're uh, to set up a punchline, so mm-hmm. if you're so Gilligan is uh, for instance, if Gilligan's fixing a boat right now and uh, and then it's cut to Gilligan accidentally setting the boat on fire. So like it's a it'll be a long day in hell before I do this kind of a thing, and all of a sudden the next scene it cuts and he's actually doing that thing. Uh, um, you know, wearing, <laughs> wearing a dress and and running around with with you know throwing bananas or something. Um, and and there's also really, really cool things um, are uh, creative match cuts. and mm. um, examples of those techniques are, you know transitioning like you were saying using audio or video that uses the elements of a previous scene so they're fluidly bringing the viewer to the next scene um there and those are really interesting especially when when it's um used for uh matching movement so you have movement match cuts and then you have audio match cuts um for example if you see a moving match cut uh, a graphic uh, one is like in the titanic do you remember the movie titanic oh yeah um, when you see the actual titanic under the water You've seen the, the camera move from the bow of it where you see it all, you know, basically, um, you know, the way it looks today all yeah, deteriorated. And-, and then all of a sudden that camera move transitions to the actual uh, looking at it when it's underway and it's actually, you know, alive and, and vibrant. Yeah. And there's people on it. Um, that's pretty cool. That's that's like a graphic match cut or, you know, grease when you see Tony and the gang on the top of the car after that grease lightning song they're singing. Mm -hmm. You see Tony pointing forward and then it cuts while they're, you know, basically to to them just standing on top of the car with all their their gear on. And the previous, they're they're all in their, you know, garage gear. So that's kind of a match cut. And it's also used for really interesting um, uh, things where you use as a transition, a movement match cut where a car, let's say, will pass in front of the camera. And then all of a sudden, when the camera, right at the very end of it, it's actually almost like a wipe to another scene. That's totally a different scene or, or location in the, in the movie.
1: Those are pretty cool. I, I like those.
2: Oh, I'll, last one real quick. An audio match cut. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. know what that is? That's pretty cool. Um, here's an example. The audio match cut is where um, Jurassic Park, The Last World. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of that movie, um, there's that wealthy family that's on picnicking on the beach. And then the little daughter gets attacked by the really small dinosaurs. Do you remember that scene? And the and the and the mothers uh, ends up screaming on the beach and
1: oh, right, right. And the pterodactyl flies down to
2: take well, him no, away. no, no. The she's screaming oh. at the beach at the beginning of the movie oh. <laughs> and, and it immediately transitions to Jeff Goldblum yawning in the subway, and you hear the the screeching of the subway oh. rail brakes. That's that's an audio match cut. I see, I and see. And that's that- really, really cool.
1: Well, you know that's that's the job of of an editor is to is to really move move the movie forward in a dramatic and fluid manner. You know, some in a, in a way that's cognizant you know cognizant of the of the plot and and the and the devices that we're talking about.
2: Yes, and, and cross cut is another one that uh, Christopher Nolan of uh, you know that does he frequently in his movies is where you have you know two scenes that are that are cut back and forth, and they use it sometimes to well, for example. In the dark night, when they're, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan tricks the viewer into thinking that Batman is actually going to save Harvey Dent's girlfriend, Rachel Dawes. Yeah. And then when you finally, the, the two scenes merge together, he's in fact saving Harvey Dent. And then Rachel is killed, kind of shockingly. You think he's setting you up. And it's really cool the way they do the cross going back and forth between the two shots happening at the same time in order to build that tension. And then all yep. of a sudden it does that. Uh-huh.
1: There, there are a lot of, a lot of, te- you know, editing techniques that are used uh, to great effect and and we don't even know they're going on. I mean, they're supposed to, and that's why I s- said earlier that there's, you know, editing is supposed to be the, you know, has been called the invisible uh, art um, yeah. because, you know, the goal of most, most editing, you're, you're not supposed to, it's supposed to be seamless, you know, in, when you watch the finished product, you're not supposed to know that, that the editor's really, you know, been messing with it, but but they're the, they, they're the ones who put it together so that you see what you see at the time you see it uh, to provide those certain those those effects, those emotional effects that you're talking about.
2: Yes. And and, you know, another really uh, neat effect is uh, is the cutaway. Um, it's it's an interruption to that a scene that you're you're watching, inserting a view of something else. A, a really good example of this. And I wish I had it cued for you to see was American Werewolf in London. The movie nineteen eighty one, when um, David is first turning into the werewolf, mm-hmm. and he's and he's moaning and groaning as his body is and face is is uh, you know distorting and contorting and horrible, horribly viewing uh, viewing that is horrible to see, and then the the director of film or the editor of director's um, hilariously cut to just a Mickey Mouse figure on the table. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> just kind of because you're already horrified for David, and all of a sudden it does that. Th- those are like cutaways, right? Um, you know, it's it's Neat. really it's funny how they do that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting before, uh, you know, we got into this non-linear digital editing systems that we, that we use today, that everybody uses today, you know, film editors would liter- literally, uh, before digital uh, systems, they'd actually literally cut up the film with a razor blade and and, and piece it back together with tape and glue. Um, you know, they. as a matter of fact, I, I used to work as a film editor for a popular TV station here in San Diego. And my job was to edit. You know, we, we would get all these movies, all these old movies. And, you know, there were two hour movies, and I had to make them fit into an hour and a half. And so my job was to edit 30 minutes, you know, obviously, know, basically to make room for the commercials. Um, but the trick was, was to take out only the parts that didn't take away or detract from the storyline. So I'd have to watch these movies, find out what, you know, what subject matter could be removed without impacting the overall uh, story. And that was a real challenge, and I think that's that's the real challenge for, for any editor uh, is to is to you know do their craft, to make it look tight, make it look professional, and, and, and you know keep only the good stuff and take the, the you know the stuff that's not pertinent or doesn't doesn't advance the story out. You know, there's there, there's a fine line there, and I think that's where the skill of, of editing really uh, really shines. Um, I got appreciation for both, you know, the important. Uh, importance and and the the challenges of film editing um absolutely but but of course today all the work is done on a computer and it's much more you know accessible especially to to amateur filmmakers like uh you know most of us it definitely speeds speeds it up you know
2: obviously cutting i can't imagine cutting things together like that Mm -hmm. manually um
1: yeah. yeah, physically, physically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. and then when the, after we showed the movie, I'd have to they'd give me the movie back, and I have to reinsert all those things I cut out. Well, that wasn't. <laughs> it,
2: were you at AFT then? What was that?
1: Were no, you? that was uh, KUSI. John oh, 51. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Huh.
2: Yeah. You know some of the, Some of the examples of some of the best editing in film that I've seen. Um, hmm. You know, to it move the story along or to give you a, a sense of 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 um, emotional, uh, you know, feelings. Is mm-hmm. like Apocalypse Now, the opening sequence. You remember that sequence?
1: Yeah, very effective. Yeah, um, that, that was a great movie. Uh, you know, cinematically. Yeah, it's, um, it's 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 awesome.
2: Martin Sheen looking up uh, from a hotel room in Vietnam as explosions of napalms and sound of and visual of the helicopter blades, transitioning from the ceiling fan, and then listening to Jim Morrison's um, singing the song "The End." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should I share that for the piece? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let me see. I'm gonna go ahead and share real quick so you guys can just take a look at that. Uh, you got? I think I got it queued up here. Um, okay. Okay. Hopefully, it's not too loud. All right. This this I, I kind of fast-forwarded a little bit. <laughs> It's really it's 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 uh, really a cool scene um, from that shot, and then they actually had one of the biggest explosions at the time that they had done pyrotechnically in in using doing a napalm um, shot that I didn't show earlier than that.
1: But it, I mean, it's almost like two minutes long. So, yeah, that's a really good example of, of the use of collage. Uh, I was noticing, you know, that's another very effective editing technique is overlaying different images together, uh, kind of bringing different different elements together into a single space and, and relating them. And, and, uh, that was probably pretty evident in that shot, you know, if, and, and, part of, part of these things, you know, what a film editor does, uh, is, is really important. And it's hard to really convey in an audio podcast, uh, like, like this. So, um, you know, it's great that you were able to kind of show, well, show yeah. actually show something. Well, we'll try and do that more
2: and more as, as we're talking about visual things as, as much as possible. Um, we'll, we'll try and do that definitely for, for you.
1: Yeah, so the, we, we had talked about the Kuleshov effect a little bit earlier, and I, I just want to bring come back to that for, for a minute or two. Uh, it's, it's the single most important concept uh, to editing um, if, you know, next to the film itself, the making itself. But it basically, you know, it's, it's something that um, influences every film and every filmmaker. And 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 understanding it can, can give you um, a lot of insight into the, the movie magic. And basically, that's what the editor provides is the movie magic. Um and it's, it's the cornerstone of really a visual storytelling um, because what it basically, what the coolest shot effect is, is it's, it's um, well, he, he basically, it's putting two things that are unrelated um, together. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he found that, that if you can organize uh, individual shots um, into certain, you know, in a certain order, it, it really changes the way um, the shot looks like, so he splice shots together um a series of, you know, this is back in in the early, day, you know, back in the twenties. I think he he kind of gave a demonstration where uh, he was showing what the, the phenomenon. And basically, he projected the face of a really well known actor. Um, then he cut away to a plate of soup. Then he showed another shot of that same actor, and then he cut away to a girl uh, image of a girl in a coffin. Um, and then he shot away, uh, shot back to you know, the, uh, back. To the actor's face again, broke away to the, the actor's face, and then he, then they put up after that a shot of an attractive woman. And the the interesting thing about that was that the audience believed that the actor was was expressing a different emotion each time. You know, first they thought he was hungry, then he was sad, and then he was desirous. Um, and each shot of the actor, though, the funny thing about it was they were identical, mm. and instead it was the context you know that was given to the audience by putting those uh, images together, creating that illusion of, of emotion. being projected by the actor so that that, it's it's a very powerful um it's it's used today it's i mean it's the basis of editing today and um it's funny because all three shots of the actor were the same but his face was interpreted differently just based on the image that was put put next to it in the edit was it different Um,
2: lighting different different camera angle or what, what did they did they were they descriptive on what exactly they did on that one uh, I'm not sure what you're asking me. Oh, I I it was the same actor. I thought it was maybe mm-hmm. done with multiple cameras or something and and it, what what gave the people the the idea that they were all different?
1: Just the the images that followed. That's oh, that's that's the power of 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 what's called the Kuleshov effect. Mm-hmm. Um it's basically um, you know, that, that well, let me show you. Let me show to give you an example of that. Um Yeah, I'd like to see that. So here's a, here's a, this is a, an example I grabbed uh, from a Video Maker Magazine uh, article uh, written by Eric Fritz. He's a, he's a writer and filmmaker. And this is also from the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, okay. You sharing so it? Oh, oh, sorry. Let me share that. All right. So can you see can that? See uh, yep, I can see it. Okay, here's a shot of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and I'm going to follow it with an image. So you see him? And you say, what's he looking at? Oh, he's got, uh, you know, a desirous, you know, very, very sexy woman looking at him. He's trying to decide, you know, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio, the same picture, but followed by a different image, you know, of his car. Oh, he's, he's bummed because his car is messed up. Here's another picture of the same picture, mm-hmm. but then he's looking at donuts. Right. So that's basically the, 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 the effect. I mean, you, you, here he's look. you'll say, Oh, he's looking lustfully, mm-hmm. you know, because he sees, you know, the, the, the female, mm-hmm. but if you change the image that follows, uh, D- Larder, so now he's looking and you're saying, Oh, he's look, he's depressed. Oh, look at his, his you know, his car. So the, the emotion, emotional feeling we get, you know, Oh, he's, he's hungry, you right.
0: know?
1: So, so this is, this is a, a this is a basic example of what the Kuleshov effect does. So depending on the image, you know, the same you can use the same image, but follow it with a different image, and it changes the entire emotional content of of the scene. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's, it's it. basically it's basically that concept of montage mm-hmm. um, that, that that really makes editing uh, the art and craft that it is. It's yes, that's fascinating. In in uh, the you know, I, I, I
2: was thinking in my mind of some of the the, the great editing. Over over the years that that we mentioned earlier, um, and so, oh yeah, this was just a simple example. No, yeah, no, no, I, I yeah. totally get that. Um, I'm just thinking um, some of the worst ones I've seen is. Um, you remember um, Hulk from 2003?
1: Uh, I, I try not to. I try not.
2: Yeah, to. do you remember those stylized panels that editors uh, do, the, the director was using to um, you know to have almost this comic booky feel. Now I like that part. I did. Oh, yeah. I like oh, that. I found God.
1: it. I found it very style stylistically. You know, since I read comic books a lot, I found it. I found it endearing. I thought that. I don't know. It, it was so. I mean, it was. If it was used
2: sparingly, I guess. I, I don't even know. It just seemed so um, distracting to
1: me. Um, yeah, because I mean, you have to look in at all the different panels. You're not sure where to look. Right, and and I yeah. think that bothered
2: me a little bit. And then it was also, um, you know, <laughs> that 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 last um, when Josh Lucas fires that M2 rocket at him. And it bounces off and goes on the wall <laughs> behind him and then blows yeah. him up. And then he flies to the air and it just yeah. kind of pauses there. I, I I thought that was just so hilariously dumb. I'm sorry. It kind of distracted from the seriousness of the movie. I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know where, where the director is going with some of these movies. You know, are they trying to be serious? Are they trying to be uh, funny, funny, serious. I don't know. Well,
1: you know, there's a lot, for, you know, more we could talk about is from vi- the video editing uh, side of things and, uh, we wanted to focus today a little bit on how, how it, uh, video editing affects the storytelling process, but um, is there anything else you want to say on that before we get to the video of the month? Um, no, I, I think, uh, you know, we'll probably have to do a, a,
2: another a version two of this podcast. What do you think?
1: Yeah, okay. I, I agree. I think most of the podcasts we do could, could, could uh, be, you
2: know, yes. we can definitely
1: do uh, you know more in depth yeah uh, analysis of these. but, uh, so now it's time for video of the month uh, and, uh, we we want to go ahead and reveal to you guys uh, the video of the month winner uh, on the CG Bros channel, and we do our video of the month announcements uh, in the CG uh, Insider podcast during the first podcast of every month. So this is this is the first podcast for July, and so um, and basically the video of the month is uh, is the video that receives the most views on our channel that month. And this month, or rather rather last month, uh, we have the distinct uh, pleasure of announcing that the three D animated short Helper got more views than any other video submitted or published basically in the last month on our YouTube channel. Uh, and Helper is an indie animated short film created by the talented uh, Vasily Smirnov, another uh, Russian name. And it's about a little robot who travels around uh, on an alien planet and meets all sorts of uh, creatures along the way. It's it's well animated and a really cute film. And it, it received 33,000 views uh, in the month of mm-hmm. June. And it uh, impressively had a 95% likes ratio. So we, we encourage you guys to go check that out. We'll put the, put it in the, uh, the link to that film in the uh, description of, of our podcast here today.
2: Yes. I really like that one. I thought the, the lighting of that scene, uh, of the scene was well, uh, really, really done well. and was rendered and textured. Um, it was interesting. It gave me a, a feeling of that the objects were almost like a soft clay had a feel to them. Um, there's cause they were like Matt, a matte finish, no shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the colors were awesome as well. The, uh, the cool primary color palette that he used in this was really really nice. Um, the animation was decent. Um, I would have liked to have seen um, um, some of the creatures and uh, take apart a spaceship,
1: though. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was great. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, so you know, I guess that that's it for this podcast, Sean. Uh, right, any, well, any last words well, uh, I just, you want to? No, no, there's just too many last words.
2: I don't have an. I don't have the time. Um, we just want to thank you for being with us uh for this discussion so that's really what i want to say um you know how does editing affect the storytelling process we hope we enjoyed it as much as we did uh talking to you and hopefully you learned a few things along the way uh like i said if we do another one later we'll try and, and elaborate a little bit more on things and maybe show more examples um we also told you a little bit about editing and how it gives you um some background on the uh, and we gave you background on the art of filmmaking with editing you learned some history of film editing and what makes it special and distinctive of the overall filming process and um, you got some insights some cool insights in the famous Kuleshov effect and why it's such a powerful force within filmmaking
1: you know I, I wanted to take a moment you know while you know while telling a good story is it relies really heavily on on the shoulders of the editors i I, I always want to make sure that I you know I say that you know telling a good story takes the efforts and and the creative talents of dozens, sometimes hundreds, of of highly skilled, you know, artists working together to create a, a memorable story experience for you. Or so, you know, you know, it's a team. Yeah, it's a team effort. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, and we also give you some of our personal thoughts on editing and, and our take on on uh, you know how you might be able to use the art and craft of editing uh, in your own uh, realms and uh, how to how to make, just create better stories um, and craft them into movie masterpieces of your own. Uh, we've revealed the June's Video of the Month winner uh, on our channel. And by the way, uh, we invite you to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll see some of the best in 3D and CGI short films on the internet, um, as well as some VFX breakdowns and some some really cool making ofs and, of course, more of our uh, CG Insider podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast or found it valuable in some way, uh, please do us a favor and share it with a few of your friends.
2: Also, join us for a brand new podcast uh, of the Insider CG Insider uh, right here every week as we talk about different subjects relating to the business art and craft of 3d and cgi animation and digital effects and in other interesting subjects Because you know it's not 100 percent always going to be cg or 3d and hopefully you guys will uh, enjoy that because we do get questions of, of all over the place not just about cgi so hopefully it won't bore you um if you got a question or subject you'd like us to discuss in one of our podcasts uh, again simply leave comments in the sections below if you're watching us on youtube or head over to our website at thecgrows.com, and go to the uh, About Us menu and click on the Ask Us Anything like Tanya did. Uh, again, hit the Like button on your way out and leave us a comment. If you're watching or listening for us uh, to us for the first time, click uh, the notification bell so you'll be notified of the next podcast. As a quick reminder, uh, you can also find our audio versions of our podcasts on all the major audio podcast platforms as well.
1: Does that include Spotify? Yes. Google, Google Podcasts? yes uh, we got them all uh, do we got <laughs> well we look forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast uh, episode number twenty-one twenty-eight, where uh, we'll be answering the important question how do i make my renders look more realistic well we'll see you here next week for that one Till next time
2: take care
0: that's it for today we hope you enjoyed the cg bros answer to the question how does editing affect the storytelling process Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series and be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how do I make my renders look more realistic? This has been episode 2127 of the CG Bros CG Insider podcast. See you next time.